And that was 2020, and the song was called Go On. That is off that Iranima compilation that we started two weeks ago on episode 51. It's that footwork comp that I started playing. Actually, after the Amaya comp I was playing in the very same episode. It's all related to today. Thank you so much for joining. Everything is related. Everything is everything. My name is Tom Marcy. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new here, you're listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. Uh, this show is called The Lost Hour. It's a 60-minute Monday afternoon show where my friends and I um, like to play the music that we like to get lost to. Uh, today, I had I mentioned this two weeks ago when I was playing the Omaya oh comp, and it's only um, coincidentally, I don't know, wonderfully, that I happened to just be playing that comp the day after we met. But I, I had mentioned two weeks ago that I ran into um, uh, today's guest uh, in Santa Cruz, and I had the wonderful pleasure to invite him on to talk about his debut EP off of the Seattle label, Amaya. Uh, it's We are joined in the studio, none other by Ahota, to talk about his new project, Obstructed Signals, as well as the Seattle-based DJ Cables. What's going on, guys? Yo, thanks for having us. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Kate has to reach over to uh, get to the mic, but she says hey. We're so appreciative. Um, yeah, AJ and Kate are sharing uh, the same mic, and um, I'm appreciative that they're doing that for me here. Uh, we are going to dive into AJ's uh, debut EP, Obstructed Signals. I wanted to give you the opportunity before we play the first track uh, to share any thoughts you have about Obstructed Signals. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it was kind of a long time coming, kind of just pieced it together over the course of several months, almost half a year probably. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of club-inspired electro inspired um I, or i kind of like to call it like um ethereal electro almost mm. that's kind of been like something or t some words that have been uh sticking with my mind i think it's sticky for a reason i mean we're going to talk about it because i have lots of questions it relates to the cover art it relates to all the sounds we're hearing but ethereal is a good word because i would say extraterrestrial and ethereal they all like kind of weave together in this project yeah definitely <laughs> yeah no i uh <laughs> yeah no that's very accurate um yeah it kind of just like is uh an embodiment of all my interests and uh inspirations obviously uh, not just musical but yeah just in real life heck yeah um, what's that i said heck yeah heck yeah i was only affirming you no <laughs> okay. can you imagine if under my breath i was being shut the fuck <laughs> i was like <laughs> stop talking <laughs> No, no, no. I'm yeah. so deeply appreciative of that. Um, if you, if anybody follows me or, or listens to what I do, I, I've actually played a Hotus track without knowing him, uh, Sunrise Crisis from that Omaya comp volume one. I've played it extensively. Yeah. You can hear it in my Lucid Radio set in New York City that I recorded back in July. It's on YouTube. Um, and uh, I'm just so thrilled to talk to you about it today or talk to you about your music in general today. Totally. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to dive into the first track, Unobstructed Signals. This song is called Shifting. Uh, stay locked. This is The Lost Hour. My name is Tom. You're listening to AJ and Kate, guesting on The Lost Hour, BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
That was Shifting, first track off Ahota's Obstructed Signals EP, available on the Omaya Bandcamp. I'm going to tag that down in the episode's description. Uh, AJ, I'm really curious because you said it right off the bat when you were sharing your thoughts about this EP that uh, your influences also lie outside the realm of music. And I'm wondering if you could expand on that and talk about what some of those influences are. Totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for this release, like around the time I was making these tunes, I was getting a lot of inspiration just from like um like geographical features basically mm. just like nature i guess you could say um <laughs> so yeah like hence some of the names or titles of these songs um but yeah i think i think um they can act at, certain ge- geographical features can act as like metaphors for things and um like ravine i think and uh vantage um both are titles of two tracks on the ep and um yeah i think i just uh i'm also like really obsessed with cactuses right now for some reason i don't know why sure. the, the uh have you ever grown a cactus um no i actually haven't okay. i've grown other things but not cactus unfortunately uh, it's, it's a pretty bold imagery if, um uh, it'll be the picture of the episode when this comes out um yeah. but for anybody who doesn't know the, and i wanted to talk about this during the episode but since we're here we can talk about it the cover is a is a pretty prominent cactuses with uh a, i think three appendages um and it also has a satellite uh, installed on it. Um, I wanted to give you the opportunity to credit uh, vocally the artist who did this. Yeah, that's uh, that's my friend Sawyer. Um, he goes by Sawyer James. He's an insane producer. And, and co-founder of Amaya, I believe, yeah, he's, right? He's one of two co-founders of, of the label. And uh, yeah, he's also a great artist, visual artist. He does all the artwork for the label and other yeah. labels and events and whatnot. I want to expand more on on this idea of um, visual stimulation for like music and like sonic productions. I'm also curious because I think I do think that these influences can extend into our DJing, not just our production. Um, Kate, I'm I'm really curious about if there are visual stimulus for the music that you play or produce as well. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if it would be so much visual, but definitely color. I think I think Ooh. a lot about what color I want the room to feel like when I'm playing. A lot of the times it's like pink or purple. Like mm. I got the chance to open for the librarian recently and listening to all her music, I feel like it's, there's just something so, even though it's a lot of it is heavy and bassy and really danceable, it's also really like soft and inviting. And to me that just feels like pink and bubbly and bouncy. Mm. And so I think about that a lot. That's a great, um, the, you, you both provided a great spectrum of visual uh, stimuli that evoke these kind of inspirations. I mean, AJ, you talk about particular uh, geographical landscapes, and Kate, you talk about more like the abstraction of color in a space. Um, that's very exciting. That's all. That was the whole statement. It's very exciting. Yeah. Totally. No. <laughs> I, I they really, go hand in hand. I like sure. that. I think, I think the, the idea of color also leans itself into... Um, this project, it, it, it gives, I want to, I want to save it because we have more music to listen to, but it, it, um, it leans itself to this, um, sort of, I mean, I'm not so far fetched as to say this gives alien vibes, right? Uh, no, that's so, no. is that offensive? Is it? No, outlandish? it's not. Okay. It's, it's pretty on point. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I, there's, yeah, there's, there's a, there's a liminal, like extraterrestrial presence in, in the sounds, uh, particularly in, in the sirens and, and, uh, metallic snares that we're going to hear in this next track. Nice, yeah. Um, this next track is called ravine. We're going to play it. Uh, wow. That was the whole sentence. I said it as if there was another part of the sentence. Well, I can add a little bit. I actually yeah, did I would love to hear. for there to be like a portal in, in incorporated in the artwork, but Beautiful. it didn't make it into the final cut. Sure. That, if that's revealing at all too. To so there's an alternate version of this cover that kind of um, is a portal. Yes. Yeah. Where's the portal going to? That is a, a great mystery that I wish <laughs> I had the answers to. If you buy it on Bandcamp in the bonus track in the notes, it'll tell you where the portal is. 
<laughs> you know they can they do that on Bandcamp sometimes. They'll send you like a little extra tidbit if you get the album or something. Mm-hmm. That's what they, those are the footnotes you can look forward to. Sorry, I'm false yeah. advertising, but there's still so much beautiful stuff to enjoy here. Uh, this next track is called Ravine. It's off Obstructive Signals EP. We're sitting here with the Hoto who produced it uh, and DJ Cables from Seattle, and we're gonna listen to it. BFF.FM best frequencies forever.
And that was Ravine, second track off of Obstructed Signals EP by Ahota. Uh, Ahota's in the room with us today. I have more questions about uh, influences, but just off the name Ravine, you mentioned these like geographical structures. Um, is there a particular landscape or environment that you feel like evokes like your most creative self mine for example is like actually laying in grass with like a synth or, or some, some oh, stuff like okay. that do you feel like there's an actual not necessarily outdoors not necessarily foresty uh a, a specific environment that evokes like your most creative output mm, that's a good question that i haven't really considered too mm -hmm. much honestly um i mean you said i i would probably say forest but at the they just said not to say that no no no, no. <laughs> i i just meant it doesn't have to be that oh it doesn't there have can to be, be it can be inside it can be not just uh, a, a landscape it can be um oh just with any people or without people or you know what is the, what is the stimulus that you feel like ev evokes like your most creative output definitely in solitude of some kind sure. i would say i don't like working around people mm. um but yeah probably just like a room i don't know <laughs> i i've never really i don't know I four really walls about that. no door no way out <laughs> yeah, I like you're very living room specific you love a living room i love living rooms okay. sure um well yeah. th this is a common theme i talk about with a lot of friends who make art or whatever is like moving whatever you do outside of your bedroom because then your bedroom can kind of become a hellscape if it's like everything yeah. that you do is the one room yeah oh so yeah living room's a great answer no yeah i think maybe that's a subconscious thing i do but uh yeah i do i would like to have my creative space separate from my bedroom ultimately same <laughs> um, yeah that would be great um with within this kind of like realm of like what are the environments what are the stimulants that uh, evoke our creative output or whatever um i'm curious about your musical influences that are not electronic um you know the music that has not really to do with this like this dj club world like totally where are those influences and how do you feel they shape your current output even if that is electronic yeah 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 um well i mean i grew up not listening to any electronic music basically sure. i was yeah i grew up on like dad rock and well not <laughs> not exactly like okay more like heavier stuff like I don't know Metallica for example dead hard rock yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like not the soft dad rock but the hard dad hard. rock totally um, yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> okay um but yeah I don't know I've always kind of been into like punk rock and like post-punk and stuff like that um which kind of I guess indicates or like leads me to where I am now led led me to where I am now with my musical tastes um played many different instruments mostly drums throughout my whole life uh in various different bands and um so yeah and i've always just kind of liked progressive-ish music i don't really know how else to describe that like yeah like progressive sure. progressive rock and like indie indie kind of stuff but like driving always like driving music like not mm. like driving a car but like driving forward kind of like I, I, that, that definitely i mean I, you can say it for yourself but it definitely uh finds itself in your ep just from me opening the wave files on <laughs> dropbox not to pull the veil of the radio mystery but yeah, yeah. looking at the wave files there is a there's a there's a progression that goes up and it stays up and then it comes down and then it goes on that ride again and the, it's not about um quick fast jump scares you you, you do tell a story of progression in the cp yeah we're gonna hear it we hear it now um, I'm really curious about, and you talked about playing instruments, being in bands, how the aspect of the punk and the rock, how do you feel it literally exists in the music you make now? If at all, it doesn't have to. Um, maybe in like distortion. Mm. I, I'm a very big fan of distortion, sure. um, and just in general, um, or like feedback even. Um, so I guess, yeah, those kind of that's the relation there there's a great moment and i don't know if it's the next track or the track after at the very end it gets i don't want to spoil but it gets very distorted and staticky and fun right um so i'm excited to hear that and uh, to see it come to fruition based on what you said yeah kate based on the music that you dj and or make um what are your non-electronic influences that lead you to do what you do Ooh. okay well i feel like i like a large variety of music outside of electronic music um 
but usually what I tend to be really inspired by are a lot of like pop and R&B or really just usually weird girls. <laughs> so like, <Same. laughs> like FKA Twigs was somebody who, when I first found out about her music, I was really floored by that. Certified weird girl. Um, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so I feel like just a lot of music like that, like Sev Deliza, um, I definitely tend to mostly only listen to dance music now, but yeah, it's just weird girls forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, I, I deeply resonate with that answer. I feel like weird girls um, manifest itself in how I DJ and how I produce. I like to hear, I mean, I, I've, uh, I'm lucky enough that you guys got to see me play, but I, I will throw um i don't know rico nasty screaming over yeah. jungle because like that's what i want to hear yes. <laughs> i, I, I want to hear the weird girl uh yeah i just i deeply resonate with that answer um you did mention uh aj about being in bands uh may i ask what instrument that you play uh primarily drums primarily but, drums. but, but then i switched up we found a another really sick drummer so i ended up learning how to play like bass and stuff and okay. i play guitar a little adaptable hell yeah yeah i don't know like music theory very much i just kind of sure self-taught likewise um yeah. i i learned piano and drums and I've I, I've I don't know music theory at all to be honest yeah <laughs> um i'm curious about how that aspect because there's there's the non-electronic element the band the punk but the actual knowledge of playing an instrument whether or not it's it's studied or theoried or academic or not how do you feel like that has informed specifically your production style? Oh, specifically the production style. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say something about like songwriting. Oh, sure. Please. Um, like, I feel like, yeah, that like that background in songwriting mm -hmm. has helped me now with beat making and whatnot and like electronic music. Totally. Um, just I feel I, I've talked to a lot of other producers that struggle with uh, structuring songs and stuff like that. And uh I, f I don't know. I just feel like I don't really struggle. I enjoy that aspect of it a lot. In your uh, production flow, you feel like the structure, it, it comes pretty naturally. Yes. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, just by playing in, in bands and writing songs growing up and stuff. And circling back, it sounds like to your... Um Ponchant's a really fancy word. But like your, your affinity for progression. Um, progression has a very... Uh, specific and poignant uh, phrasing and structure um mm -hmm. of course it would come naturally that's a wonderful thing to lean into i think yeah totally um kate do you play any instruments um, i do not i pretty much only play the computer and that's it that's great if you could learn an analog instrument though what would it be Ooh, probably bass i okay. feel like i've always been really interested in electric bass specifically that's very exciting. I too, if I um, I like I mentioned, I play the piano and the drums. If I could play a, a strummy thing, it would it would be the bass also for sure. You didn't mention that, by the way. I mentioned it already. No, you or didn't. I didn't. You didn't. Crazy. That's very cool. The things that come out. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I primarily play the piano, and I I was in a band also in in high school and middle school. Um, nice. But uh, yeah, I would love to strum. I for me, my brain. Uh, I don't know if you relate to this as somebody who didn't start doing bass and guitar, but. Mm -hmm. The way everything's laid out on six strings rather than like a piano that's one line or a drum that's like six pieces uh -huh. is really, I don't adapt well to it. It, it blows my mind. <laughs> like I don't, I have so much respect for people who can do it. Dude, I know. Yeah. My, I feel like my mind doesn't work that way either. I, I don't know. Some people just seem like their their mind is made for it in some way. Like, <laughs> um, I, Just to shift a little bit, because we're going to talk about this next track. Uh, this third track is called Vantage. Um, you, you mentioned briefly off mic, this is, we're not doxing anybody, we're not calling anybody out, but you mentioned some, some interest beyond, like, the geographical figures, like, maybe the, the lore of, like, superstition and the lore of, like, um, mystical creatures that we find in these geographical places. Um, do you feel like that relates in any way to this project also? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, yeah, we talked about, oh, we talked about the portal on... On, we did we did say the portal mic. we uh, mentioned some other creatures off mic i you don't need to name them if you don't want to no yeah um, i think maybe with some of like the the sound selection uh was influenced by those ideas of extraterrestrial things and mm -hmm. whatnot and just miss just mystical things in general i'm just like what um yeah I, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like the unknown kind totally. of. And um, that's definitely a, a major theme in my life and 
in the EP. Hmm. Um, so I guess that came through. Um, last non sequitur before we get into this third track. Last night I was at a different radio station with some friends, Lower Grand. Hi, Lower Grand. Um, and then my friend asked me, uh, asked everybody in the room, I'm going to ask this to both of you, would you rather be a pirate on a successful pirate ship or be abducted by aliens and you don't know what's going to happen to you? Like, it's unclear what will happen. Not really a boat guy. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm going to have to go with the spaceship, I think. <laughs> yeah honestly i love boats but also i feel like when you think about what a successful pirate ship would be i feel like that's kind of honestly a lot of bad karma and i might take the spaceship that's a a really valuable point the first question i had was what does successful mean um to the pirate and there and he was like oh it just means like you know you're rolling in gold and i'm like yeah but how'd you get it like yeah or he was like you you took down the british and i was like okay word uh so yeah a certain time period that's a very um yeah i appreciate y'all's answer again i think i really i love your project so much because it's it's something i get to tap into um in a way that I probably wouldn't do in real life. I would choose the pirate, not only because I really like pirates and that would be my answer no matter what, yeah, but yeah. Um, I'd, I would chain myself to this radiator before I left the planet. <laughs> um, uh, there's no amount of, I, I, this is where I get my fix, you know, like I'm tapping into obstructed signals because I'm not going about out there if I get I the got chance. you, I got you. <laughs> um, I appreciate that. This nice. next track is called Vantage. Uh, again, we're listening to Ahota's debut EP off of Amaya from Seattle. Uh, Obstructed Signals EP available on Bandcamp. Stay tuned with us. We're here till 3 p.m. Uh, this is the Lost Hour. You are listening to BFF.FM, and that stands for Best Frequencies Forever.
That was Vantage. That is the third track off Obstructed Signals EP available on Omaya's Bandcamp, Omaya Seattle-based label. That will all be linked in the episode's description. Just a reminder, you're listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. This show is called The Lost Hour. My name is Tom Marcy. This is episode 53, I think. I might have been saying that, but I might be wrong. No, I think it's 53. We're sitting down with Ahota and Cable. Uh, cables. Cable singular. <laughs> um, cables. Uh, two DJ producers from Seattle. We're talking about Ahota's release. Uh, I'm curious about uh, Seattle, but I know that you're also from Santa Cruz. You're from the Bay. Yeah, yeah. Um, how? When did you move out to Seattle? So I've only lived up there for like two years. Okay, so pretty um, fresh. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still pretty new to the the whole scene up there. But do you feel like you have a strong community of music makers and DJs in Seattle? I'm not familiar with anything there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, there's a really good scene there. I was thankful enough to like have mutual friends um with yeah, I mean pretty much I've met everybody through Sawyer and Kakoa, which are the label the founders of Omaya. The, yeah, the founders of Omaya. Yeah, they've pretty much taken me under their wing <laughs> and we have other mutual friends or yeah mutual friends with other djs totally producers there but uh this question's for both of you and um you can answer it however you'd like and this is for both your djing and your produce pr- pr- well producing yeah um how do you feel like the seattle community that you've um found yourself in of, of people who make music and people who dj how do you feel like that's influenced what you do and and I don't necessarily mean that there's good and bad. I, I more mean like your identity as an artist. How do you feel like it's been impacted by being a part of Seattle's music community? Yeah, I think it's it's changed drastically because of it. Actually, mm. I mean like before I moved up there, I I was like still making like trap and like almost future bassy kind of thing. Very Bay Area. <laughs> yeah. So um, certainly. Yeah. So like go, moving up there, like I found out about a lot of different styles of music that have definitely influenced what I make and listen to now. Um, did you have input? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, well, you looked like you had something to oh. say. Well, I know well, you're, you're both sharing a mic. You're doing so good. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I think definitely for me, um, the influence of friends in the scene up in Seattle and also Bellingham where we've spent a lot of time living, which is like an hour and a half away from Seattle. They kind of merge a bit. Mm. Um, for me, I feel like my friends in music have literally made me like there's a DJ up in Seattle, Cora the Kid, and she pretty much she took me under her wing and basically held me by the hand and taught me everything. And um, we went to there's a festival called Base Coast up in Canada mm. that we are obsessed with and <laughs> which Cora actually recently played, which was awesome. Um, and so going there, I was coming from a bass head background and <laughs> Uh, my mind was completely blown. I was like, oh, wait, this is what techno and jungle and drum and bass and all my world just opened up so much there. Um, And I would have never found out about any of those things if it hadn't been for my friends. Um, And even production-wise now, when I go to look up, like, to look for inspiration or reference tracks, I literally go to Kakoa, No Recalls, like, things he's been working on. Mm. Or Sawyer's. Like, I usually check my stuff against theirs. And, like, if I need inspiration, I go to their music, so... Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, same. This is um, this is something we talk about a lot in the Bay. Last week, I had the the honor of uh, interviewing uh, a great peer in the Bay, DJ Wani, um, who does a lot of great stuff in the Bay. He put out a new project called Party Girl, and then <clears throat> we were just talking about like the importance of collaboration and how it's it's really impossible to answer this question without mentioning that like you are who you are because of the community you surround yourself with. Um, so I, I appreciate that answer. I, I also feel very similarly. Um, we, this is the first time we're ever sitting down together, but I have a collective of wonderful DJs called Wet, uh, and I, I feel very similarly that like I am everything that I get to be here because of them and what we get to do together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think specifically with DJing, I'm really curious. I feel like every time I play with somebody else, no matter who it is, I learn something new. I feel like I learned something um, I previously didn't know or like a feature on a, on a piece of gear, whatever it is. Um, when it comes to uh, the technological side of things, do you feel like that specifically has also been impacted by um, the community around you? Like, did you learn more just by watching other people? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I 
yeah, I also wasn't a very good DJ before I moved <laughs> okay, uh, sure. up there. So I have learned, um, yeah, just a ton of, I basically, yeah, learned how to DJ through various different people um, living up there and um, nothing really specific comes to mind other than that. That's totally but, okay. It does relate to something else I, I want to touch on because you talked about it, you say it in, um, if it's okay, I, I'd love to read the statement on Bandcamp of your EP. Yeah. Um, Ahota's debut EP, set for release on October 27th, which happened already, via Omaya Records, brings five sub-heavy club tracks perfect for your late-night adventures this season. Building on two impressive compilation contributions, he delivers a release chock-full of silky, shifting textures layered over punchy, in-your-face percussion. This description, and as well as what you're talking about, uh, especially during the beginning of the episode, um, evokes this sense of like club dancing DJing um, and I'm curious because it sounds like obviously just from what you said you've been making music a lot longer than you've been DJing how do you feel like those two things inform each other in your life like does your producer ear lend itself to this the DJing style that you have does your DJ ear lend itself to the music you're making and why you're making it uh -huh. um, how do those things kind of interact in your life uh, yeah, I think I definitely, um, I think I have the mind of a producer more so than a DJ. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that was always kind of like my main goal was to DJ so that I can play out my, uh, my own music. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I kind of have that mindset. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm kind of drawing a blank on that one. I'm That's okay. I, I think it, it's a totally <laughs> fair point to make. Um, just to say that, like, uh, the thing you're touching on, especially people who really strongly resonate with the identity of a producer, maybe more than a DJ, is mm -hmm. I want to hear the music I make and I enjoy out loud. I think that's a, a very valid reason okay. to yeah, want no. to DJ. That's, that's right. Yeah. Um, Kate, it looked like you were going to add something, too. Oh, well, I was just say, this is something that I always think about watching him and his progression as a DJ. I always get really jealous because I feel like he was able to pick up beat matching so seamlessly. And sure. I feel like that definitely comes from having a big musical background. I would definitely argue that um, just oh. based on the, the instruments that we talked about, like being able to adapt. For example, I, 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 I started DJing semi recently, less than two years ago. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I, I feel like my knowledge of I was already starting to make electronic music a little bit. I was doing a lot of field recording. I was I was briefly a voice actor. I was oh. a podcaster. Like I, I had these experiences with audio and equipment and DAW. And so like it, it it wasn't the furthest thing away, even though I had never touched a DJ board before. It, like there were some things that kind of I felt like were a lot more intuitive. Mm -hmm. um, so I think Kate is making a fully fair point. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> yeah, no, things like that also just kind of brought to mind, like with phrasing, like, mm -hmm, I totally. feel like, yeah, I like a lot of that stuff just kind of came naturally, like, and I also studied it for a while before actually like getting super into it, DJing, that is. Really? So, with that, um, is it okay if I ask you about that? Yeah. I'm so curious, what kind of studying did you do? I don't, I hope that's not coming off as patronizing because I've talked to a lot of people who like, there, I have a really great friend in the Bay. Um, her name is Lonel J. Bands. She's also a, a radio host on this radio station. Hi, Lonnie. Um, who's her reverence for DJing comes from studying. And she, any song that you have, she can tell you where the sample comes back, like generations. Like she knows where that sample is from in the 60s and she knows who did it first. And it, it matters to her and it, it is evidenced in how she plays. And I, so I think it's really cool when people say that they've studied stuff. I'm no, really yeah. curious about what you've done. No, I, I don't think I've really studied like that. But Sure, sure. I, I don't mean to say that. No, yeah. no, no. That's awesome. I should I should do that. I don't. That's <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I just meant more so like watching mixes and listening to mixes and like really studying music in general. Equally important. Yeah. Um, is there a set or a mix that you would point people to? That's something that you off the top of your head like you really enjoy? Um, like of someone else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if like, you have it. Um, a set or a mix of someone else. What's one that I really like? Um, wow, I'm totally drawing a blank on this one too. Um, man, I'm just not able to think of one right now. That's totally okay. Kate, do you have any mix that comes to your mind at all? Um, I'm not not exactly sure, but I feel like something that I always really appreciate is how like on the lot when they do the um, like POV views 
where you can just actually watch everybody's hands and what they're doing and the buttons mm. that they're pressing. It's nice. <laughs> I agree. Um, there's <clears throat> a lot of, I think that when that's positioned that way is really great. Um, the radio station that I actually played your track on in New York City, uh, Lucid Radio, uh-huh. um, is, is uh, based in the Brooklyn, Queens area. And uh, they have that exact same positioning. And, and there's just so many artists that come in there. I would tell everybody right now, uh, just to go check out DJ Shannon's uh, set on Lucid Radio. Um, she is doing things on the board that I've literally never seen done anywhere else there after or before um, and blows my mind every single time. I'll send it to you guys. Uh, but she's like she's like playing the cue button like a bongo. Like it's the most fun thing I've ever gotten to pay witness to. Wow. Um, yeah, so I, I agree with that. When you get to see their their button smashing, because I love button smashing, it's it feels super important. If you ever see the Twitter videos from DJ Ramon Successo, those <gasps> you know about him, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just mentioned him. Shout out DJ Ramon Successo. Um, he's like he's doing it. So whoever's holding the camera is, uh-huh. I guess, also causing an earthquake in the room. Like I don't know what else is happening. I don't know what sub is like positioned at the tectonic yeah. plate of the room, but. I love those videos. That's a great thing to bring up. All right. Uh, in the, honestly, in the spirit of Ramon's success, so this next fucking track is called Rebel. And I would love to present it to you all. This is the fourth track off of Hota's Obstructed Signals EP. Uh, we got about 12 minutes left together. Stay tuned. We're here till 3 p.m. Best frequencies forever.
And that was Rebel. That is the fourth track off of fourth track off of Obstructed Signals EP. If this sounds weird or repetitive or like it's out of place, well, I might have had a technical error. Hey, my bad. I just really quickly um, wanted to repeat everything that I said at the end of the video that might have got obstructed. Um, Obstructed Signals EP is available via the Bandcamp uh, of Amaya Records, amayarecords.bandcamp.com. That'll be linked in the description. Uh, Obstructed Signals, uh, except for this last track you're going to hear, is available on all music streaming platforms. And again, I, I'll have a link to it in the description, but be sure to catch Cable's uh, DJ open for Miss Bashful in Seattle at Crimwork. Uh, we're wrapping up. We're about to listen to the last track like we didn't already do it. Don't think too hard about that. Um, I wanted to ask you <laughs> uh, um, because we, I don't, I can't remember if we talked about it already, but you mentioned whether it was on mic or off mic um, that you're still currently making stuff despite this just being released. This was released on October 27th, a week ago. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious if you could just state about your workflow and uh do you take breaks in between things are there periods of rest after you've released something creative or do you feel like you're always creating yeah i feel like it's it's pretty much just ongoing but i do i do take breaks from from creating uh for other reasons i guess um one being um just to take a step back and like listen to other music mm. to sort of like recharge or like just change my perspective i guess um or just uh yeah just feed off of other other things um for a period of time and then get back into ableton and you know use those influences that's very good um i would say like touching grass energy like okay i need to stop looking at ableton and like go listen to a banjo or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally yeah um uh kate do you feel like your workflow like you have a big show coming up is there like um periods of repose after something like that like taking breaks and stuff like that yeah definitely because in the weeks leading up to a show it's like the only thing that i can do is focus on digging and organizing and staring at my computer for hours and hours and hours and hours on end and stressing out. And then once the show is over, it's like, okay, time to breathe for a little bit. And that's always really nice. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, again, we might've mentioned it or it might be in the audio that got corrupted. I might ask you to repeat yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, it sounds like uh, we were, I was talking last week with my guest last week, how we both, everything we make more or less gets released uh, and there's positives and negatives to that. And I'm wondering about your output. Uh, if there's like things, do you release everything? Do you not release everything? Are there yeah. things that you only use for live stuff, etc.? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I, uh, I end up not releasing most of the stuff I make. I feel like I'm just super overly critical probably of myself, but um, yeah, I've always just, liked the idea of having a clean discography for sure. whatever reason does it also feel fair to say again I, I i understand what you're saying about like you know maybe it's just not good enough to be released whatever but it may i feel like it's cool to have like things that this was just an exercise in me making sound i don't necessarily i wasn't making it to be released mm -hmm. does that resonate with you at all yeah i would i don't know i would probably release that on like soundcloud maybe or something totally. like um or like under a different alias maybe Heck yeah. Um, probably, I don't know. I just, it's probably has to do with um, my upraisal and like, like growing up listening to bands and stuff mm. like that. And sort of like another way that that's influenced. Like the today. jamming out nature of like making music? Oh, no. I just meant more so like the, the release oh, uh, sure, 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 methods sure. and totally. whatnot. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you very much for repeating yourselves, y'all. I really appreciate it. My bad. That was an audio issue. If this sounds clunky towards the end, it's all my fault. Anyway, here is the outro that was already recorded. Have a great Monday. Well, cheers to resting. Cheers to making new stuff. Um, thank you both, AJ and Kate, for being on the show with me today. I'm really grateful that this worked out. Uh, you know, you don't know me, but it was cool you came. I'm yeah, glad. totally. Heck yeah. <laughs>
Um, once again, Obstructed Signals is available on Bandcamp as well as all streaming platforms. We are going to end with Pivot, which is the fifth track. It is a bonus Bandcamp exclusive, I believe. It is. Um, so if you buy the project on Bandcamp, that's where you'll be able to obtain it and listen to it. Um, again, my name is Tom Marcy. You just heard Ahota and Cables guest star on The Lost Hour. After this, you have Vibe Control Radio with DJ Black Specs. That shout out to DJ Black Specs. Happy Monday. Um, I'll be back next weekend or next week uh, with DJ guest KK Shekko. I'm really excited to have on. And that's it. Thank you guys for being on. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Hell Appreciate yeah. It. Here's Pivot. As I'm getting a FaceTime call. Hold on. Sorry. Here's Pivot. Best frequencies forever.